Welcome to another episode of From the Heart. Yeah. Uh, we're drifting a little bit differently here, which I think is great. Yeah. A couple of new things is number one, our guest, Greg Grunberg, uh, not your traditional leader from corporate America, right. but I think we'll get into some really great leadership skill sets that he shares with us. Well, but and the, his entrepreneurial journey. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Very entrepreneurial. Very entrepreneurial. He has some things and talents that everyone could learn from. Mm-hmm. But one of the most exciting things to me is that you were in studio with me. We yeah. actually had the opportunity to be in studio at Greg's place up in Hollywood. And uh, the set that our audience is going to see if they get the opportunity to watch this video is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And having you on, on set there with me to interview Greg was just a thrill. And I think hopefully a new model for us. It yeah. worked out very well. What were your thoughts as you met Greg and saw the studio? And just pull, takeaways from the overall interview. Well, I think the thing that – because I have – watched Greg for a long time. I remember watching him on Heroes. That was my first introduction to yeah. him. And then seen him on a lot of the other things he did. Watched him play on, I remember American Idol, band from TV was there. Yeah. Terry Hatcher was singing. He was playing drums. And I'm a drummer. So I was like, right. He he's actually good. So, yeah, he is. You know, like some of these celebrities, you think, oh yeah, sure. They're not. No, he's a legitimate musician. Um, and so we talked about band from TV and just his whole journey in the entertainment space has been uh, he's he's done a lot. You mentioned, uh, I think, in the interview about his IMDb profile being very long. Right. He's done a lot of things. He puts in the work, and that's the thing that kept coming back to me throughout the interview is it's about the work. Yes, it's about a lot of other things, but if you're not doing the work, no matter what you're doing, right, exactly. you're not going to succeed. Yeah, and he's just a great example for any of us about how hard work and passion mm-hmm. and love for people and enthusiasm can really just make you a more successful person. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's why he gets the gigs and the jobs that he gets is yeah. because he brings an energy, and you'll see it here in a moment, uh, to every set. I mean, he told the story about Al Pacino, which I'm really excited oh, for Oh, that's audience right, to hear. yeah. You know, just, hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. You, I won't even, I won't even do, say it. Yeah, I won't I, even you, say it. You're the voiceover guy. I'm not. No, I'm no, not no, going to no. even no. venture into those waters well, we don't at ruin all. the joke. Like absolutely, absolutely. But it was just exciting to sit with Greg. I've known him since his band from TV days. That's mm-hmm. how I met him in 2007. And... Uh, it's a, it was a very entertaining interview. We laughed a lot, but we hit in some really serious things as well. His, his uh, work with epilepsy. So I'm just excited for our audience to get this opportunity to experience a little bit of what we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening, great. Hopefully you'll get an opportunity to watch as well because you'll see some really neat things in studio. As Todd and I sat down with our friend Greg Grunberg on From the Heart. Hey, I'm Greg Grunberg, and this is my show now. Welcome to From the Heart. Well, Greg, typically when we start out one of our episodes, we say, I'm with so-and-so and and he's a such-and-such. But as I think about you and what you do, that's hard for me to pinpoint actor, (laughs) comedian, musician, bartender today, obviously. Yeah, Um, welcome to my bar. When someone (laughs) asks you that you've never met, what do you tell them you are? You're a man of everything. This reminds me of a really funny story. So when I got married at the wedding, my father-in-law, who I love dearly, he's giving a toast and he said, when I first met Greg, I asked Elizabeth, dating this guy what does he do for a living and she said well he's an actor and he's a director he's a producer and uh and he plays music i know and, where this is going I love and it. then i asked her uh, but what does he do for a living oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> which i was like yeah. that's a great way to start off the relationship exactly, in front yeah. of all of our family yeah there you go but it's one of those things that i i go you know I, i've been fortunate enough that if i get an idea for something or an opportunity comes my way i will grab it and you know because i know that it's something that's organic. It's right in my lane. I can make it happen. So I'm just a hyphenate, man. I, I love, go. I mean, actor I like first that. and foremost, and acting is what's driven all of the philanthropy and the charitable stuff and, and music and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts with that for me. 
um, which is kind of backwards. It's just that the popularity of that then makes people interested to like, well, I'm sitting here with you guys. Sure. Um, yeah. But it's um, yeah, acting. And then now I'm, I'm, I'm hustling. Let's just put that way. There you go. I'm you're a hustler. A hustler. Yeah. Which of it do you love most? Like, what's the thing that you're like, I love this part of all the hype. I love being a stripper. That's that a, that to go. me. Yeah. Well, that's, on, that's what's yeah. on the business yeah. card. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why is there a yeah. naked business card? It's ah. Hey, gotcha. Um, gotcha. Idea. Yeah. I love acting. I love showing up, killing it, mm. you know, it, when it works, yeah. taking making uh, the people that I want to satisfy the, you know, I have one audience member when I'm acting and that's the director. Like that's one I've already convinced, like the writer's already been like, wow, I really want the audition came in and Oh, he did a great job. But then when I get on the set, I want to blow the director away. I want mm -hmm. to make him really, really happy. I love the idea of coming in, doing that and getting out of there. Yeah. It's there's Leave something wanting more. Totally leave them wanting more. Mm -hmm. Leave them talking about you more. Exactly. Leave, yeah. When Can't wait to get you in their next project. Exactly. When you're uh, directing, oh man, you're there before the sun comes right. up, you're there after the sun goes down. You're the down. hardest working person on the set, for sure. And then writing, you're there, I mean, I write you know, graphic novels and I write scripts and stuff too, but producing, which I've you know, been uh, doing a lot of recently, and writing and everything, and directing, it's nonstop. You're never not thinking about the project. You're months and months in advance of starting to shoot and have fun mm. and then months and months of post afterwards. So um, the idea of acting <laughs> to me is just, it's like easy. It's not work. It's right. like, I really just absolutely love it. Yeah. So how do you say, how do you choose between yes and no on a project? Cause I'm guessing you get asked to do a lot of things. Yeah. But you see my INDB. I don't say no. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I don't, I want to, I don't want to say I say no to people, but it's all about people for me. The right. project, you know, from the smallest little project, if I meet someone, uh, Big Ass Spider, which, you know, we've, we've right. talked about in the past, yeah. is a, you know, a cult classic sort of, I don't want to use the word cheesy, but it's, it's a cult classic yeah. sci-fi yeah. comedy, you know? Yeah. And I met with Mike Mendez and the guys at Epic Pictures, and I, when they showed me what they'd been working on, the special effects of a, of a little ant walking through the city, and like they had already... And that was just kind of gross and gross. Uh, and, yeah. but, but to see where their imagina imagination was, to see how we clicked, it's all about the people. Yeah. The process is going to change throughout, you know? It's like any job, honestly. I tell people, I'm like, well, what's the person like? Because that's yeah. who you're... It's Ultimately, a marriage. It's you're going to be living with. Yeah. And if you love that person, if you're like, wow, I, they inspire me. I want to be around that person. Do it. Absolutely. Even if it's crap to begin with, You'll make it great together. The experience you know? of being with the person, that relationship that you're developing. That's what I get about you. I yeah. picked up on that when I met you back in 2007 when you and Band from TV came and performed. Yeah, I met Greg Grunberg, the drummer and the leader of the band, so to speak. But yeah. I know there's a lot of history there. How did the you... Diva. The diva. The diva. I mean, well, well, what yeah. a pain in the ass I was, right? <laughs> What's your writer? No, no yeah, comment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's just green M&Ms in the, in the locker room. Oh, it was no, just, just the worst. Like Van Halen. It's terrible. I need, exactly. my, I need a, you know, my picture on every yeah. M&M. Yeah. Yeah. We had to get flyers gear for everybody for that one. Oh, we loved it. Here. Yeah, oh, we have you guys. Yeah. We have still a video of you guys on stage all wearing your flyers gear. Just uh, watch it. That day was so much Jamie. fun. But that's the kind of thing that we came down and we supported you oh, know, it was amazing. It was so great. It was great exposure for us because the Fullerton Flyers, there was a big crowd and everything was great. But opportunities like that. And a lot of times I'll say yes. And then months down the road, I'm like, Ugh. why did I do that? Yeah. Because when it rains, it pours like, you know, with scheduling. Yeah. One yes means 30 yeses now. But, and you know, inevitably it's all about like, okay, I did this with this person, like you're saying, and then hopefully we'll work together again. Mm -hmm. But I love doing, you know, you, you can't, 
you should never have that that mafia mindset. I, I never have that where it's like, I'm doing this for you. You'll do you something owe me for something. me. You scratch uh, my back, I'll work. scratch yours. Yeah. It doesn't So last, I don't have to do work. anything for you then after no, this today? Absolutely oh, not. Sweet. No. Off the hook. Very good. <laughs> exactly. I love it. How did you pull those guys together? I'm curious how that, I mean, we're going to go everywhere today, wherever you want to go. Yeah, but no. But as I'm thinking about the things where I know you personally, Fan yeah. From TV is where it all started for me with yeah. you. How did you get those guys together to do it? I mean, I know it was all for, for charity, all the work you did, but yeah, beyond but that, there's a lot of guys who won't do it. How did you get those guys to say yes? Yeah, I mean, back in the day, um, so I was uh, I was a drummer. I've always been a drummer, right. you know, and so they, there was this event in Hollywood, and they were like, you know, we, we want actors to join these musicians on stage <clears throat> and play one song. Uh, I was on Felicity. So yeah. I was like, okay, I talked to you know, Robbie Benedict. I talked to Amanda Foreman. Who actors with me on the show mm-hmm. and others, and, and then we we're like, okay, let's go play. So we learned um, Cheap Trick, uh, um, Surrender, Surrender, yeah. And uh, so we we're like, okay, and we go. I didn't know that Phil Lesh from The Grateful Dead and these other monster musicians were going to be on stage. All I had to do was sit down and play the drums. I wasn't singing the song. Yeah, you know, Robbie was right. singing the song, whatever. And it's one song, right? But anyway, we get there, and I, I'm walking down the carpet. And I see the press is going nuts. They're like, don't you think you're going to fall flat on your face? Aren't you nervous? <laughs> Not you're now, but I, I might now. That's right? yeah, good like, intro. Now that you, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for putting that in my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was, uh, I was keenly aware of the, uh, the attention that I was getting on the carpet. I was like, wow, this is, and I just put it in the back of my mind. Yeah. Years later, I'm working on um, uh, an episode of House, and I meet Hugh Laurie, who right. is Maybe the most talented guy that I've ever met. Keyboardist, mm-hmm. vocalist, yeah, he was awesome. But incredibly humble too. Like yeah. never let on. Oh, I also play the keyboards. Oh, I also play the guitar. Right. I was, you know, years later after we started the band, I see him on the Tonight Show and he pulls a guitar out and he starts playing. I'm like, I've seen that. You, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You've been hiding this from us? me. Yeah. We're in a band together. Yeah. You know, he's just the best and yeah. so creative, so funny, so great. And that dry humor too. Yeah, and never look at me. Look at me. Right. He mm. would rather be in the back. He's yeah. just the best, the best. Anyway which is what the, the band is all about. Uh, you know, no pun intended or pun intended. It's all about the heart of these people. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're trying to use a charity band to expose yourself as oh, a musician, you got the wrong which we've never actually come across, but I, I, I can smell it out sometimes. And I'm like, nah, they're in it for the wrong reasons or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, getting back to, so years later, I do an episode of House and, and I, I, I was like, Hugh, you know, I know you're a musician a little bit. He's like, yeah. And then James Denton asked mm-hmm. me, who's a mutual friend of ours. Mm-hmm. He asked me to, to do a reading of, uh, for a charity thing, mm-hmm. of a script. And he pulled out a guitar or something. And I'm like, okay. okay. I'm putting all these pieces Back together. of the mind to front of the mind. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Bob Guinea was yeah. one of the major, major reasons why the band started. Yeah, I've heard you say he was the real musician in the group. Yes. Yeah. So Bob Guinea is, uh, he had the Bob Guinea band mm-hmm. and, He's so incredible. Everyone knows him as The Bachelor. Now he's been a very successful host on TV for many years. But right. um, Bob started with the Bob Guinea Band and uh, truly a really great musician. Huh. So I had met him at um, Chris Harrison's, who's the host of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. His mom does a charity event in Dallas. So I, I met in Dallas. Him. I'm putting all these pieces in my head together. I get a call <clears throat> from TV Guy. They're doing a post-Emmy right. party. And they said, um, we're doing this post-Emmy party. It'd be kind of cool. You have that TV band, right? <laughs> And I was like, and I did not yeah. have a TV Didn't band have a name because of the band Felicity Band. They're referring to that. Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. even a Felicity Band. It was like a couple of actors from Felicity you joining with some actors people. on stage. Yeah. Once, yeah. Now you have a band. Yes. Yeah. So I'm on a set shooting something with Robert Davi, who's a great actor. Yeah. We're shooting something, and I'm on the phone. I'm like, I'll be there in a minute. I'm talking to the TV guy, and they said we're doing the post Emmy party. 
uh, is your band available? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Say yes now, figure it out later. Right. Suddenly yeah. I'm like John Lovitz. I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, the I ticket. Sure, I got a band. I got yeah. a big band and they're very <laughs> expensive. Um, and we're a charity band. So all the money, you know, we give to our charities. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I said no. I, I, they, they offered a huge amount of money. I said no before I even had a band. I was like, no, no, that's not enough money. Hang up the phone, do a scene, come back. Phone rings again between scenes. They double the money. What? And I'm like, yeah, no, you're getting that's close. not going to do it. Yeah, you're I was like, close. and when I, t yeah. I'm not going to say how much, I'll tell you off mic. Yeah. It was a ridiculous amount of money, yeah. but it's all going to charity. Right. So I said, and, and that was in my mind. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it ended up being a crazy amount of money. And now <laughs> I got to put a band together. Exactly. So I call Hugh, I call Jamie, I call all the guys that I know. First, I call and Bob and, and Brad Savage, who is my producing partner, who I've known for mm -hmm. many, many years. Yeah. Brad and I had a garage band with Chris, uh, you know, for many years. Chris Kelly is a brilliant musician. And Barry Sarna. And these guys, we had played in a garage for years. So I'm like, okay, I know I've got the backup of the band. Mm -hmm. I didn't know we were going to... I'm sorry, I'm spending an hour and a half on the no, band, no, but no. this is my well, passion. Well, you said at the beginning, this is your show, so go for yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome back to... <laughs> the Greg from Grunberg, the Greg Grunberg heart. From the Grunny. <laughs> yeah, from the Grunny heart. Um, so uh, anyway, call these guys, and they were all like, yeah, sure, let's get together. So we went to this uh, great place called The Alley. It's a, a rehearsal space. We got together. We started working on stuff, and then we played. And that night, post Emmy party, we were the band, yeah. and mm -hmm. the opening act was Kanye West. No way. Before anybody knew who he was. Awesome. And Pink. What? Yeah, wow. and I was like, and I didn't know who these people were. Wow. I was like, whatever. So Kanye. they had the big bold letters, and then down here, band from TV. No, it was no, the opposite. Was the other way. It was right, totally exactly. opposite. It was yeah. like, you know, uh, you know uh, um, puppet show and Kanye West. I mean, <laughs> right. that's basically what it was. Yeah. It, it was so, and by the way, so Kanye gets up, and I'm like, Who's this guy? He yeah. was guy's legit. Yeah. Beyond legit. legit. Like at the time, it was like, what is what is this? Yeah. He just blew everyone away. And then Pink, of course, was great. So we joke that Pink and Kanye opened for us that right. night. There you go. Couldn't be you put them on the map. Further from the truth. You yeah. put them on yeah. the map. I put Pink and Kanye on the map. Still That's to this day, yeah. people yeah. are like, didn't you open yeah. for... Didn't they just call yeah, you a second ago on the phone? Yeah. But um, anyway, and now, I don't know, 14 years later, 13 years later... That's a charity band. So we've been, we've yeah. played many. We've played The Tonight Show. We've played American Idol. Yeah. We've played Fullerton Flyers. Fullerton Flyers. We played on the field uh, in Chicago when the Cubs and the White Sox played. Awesome. We were on the field. We played. I mean, wow. it, we've done some wow. things that. Super cool. Yeah. Super, super cool that I can't imagine. We played the Alamo Dome uh, and um, um, Hootie and the Blow, or Darius Rucker's Darius Rucker, band Darius, yeah. played after us. And Darius, nice. we got on stage, and Darius was like, "I don't even want to go on stage. You guys kill it." So That's much. awesome. That's awesome. You guys are great. We, we should yeah. be called low expectations because <laughs> you, you see a bunch here. of actors on stage, and you go, yeah. "How good can this be?" And then suddenly, you know, you're doing the uh, the yeah. terrible dance. Everybody loves. Call it exceeding expectations. Yeah, because it's low, but then they come out of there going, "Wow, it's, that was pretty it's awesome." Familiar faces playing familiar music. Yeah. yeah. For a good, for many good causes, mine being mm -hmm. epilepsy, and everybody mm -hmm. else has a charity they support, and. Now, uh, we've been asked so many times to play Comic-Cons that mm. I put together uh, a new band um, called The Action Figures. And The Action Figures, everybody on stage has an action figure. That's awesome. So That's it tells awesome. you the level of like yeah. popularity and also um, you know, genre-based right. work that we've done. And it's really cool. Scott Grimes uh, joined mm. the band a couple years in. And uh, no offense to Bob, because they're both incredible musicians, right. but I have yet to work with, and we, we've worked with, I mean, John Mayer got on stage. Right. Uh, yeah. Scott's going to hate me for saying this, but I, I think Scott is one of the best musicians that I've ever been in the presence of. He's just so naturally talented. It's, yeah. it's incredible. 
So, but it's like we've added now to these bands. You know, we've added Adrian Pazdar and Scott Grant. Well, Scott's been in it for forever, but Dan Fogler, who's an amazing actor, oh, yeah. and uh, Sarah Wing Callies, and we just played, and we had Carrie Elways, and and mm. all these great, uh, you know, Melissa Joan Hart, incredible people, Drew Powell, like all these great people. And when we go to Comic Cons, all these people are like, "Hey, I want to get up." So it becomes this just oh wow incredible. Because yeah. you've had, I mean, just for us, you've had Terry Hatcher, you've had Bonnie Somerville, yes. you had um, Bonnie Somerville, another yeah. person, Hayden Panettiere, who, also the, the most year. incredible singing voice, Bonnie Somerville, who's by yeah. the way an amazing, amazing actor. Right. She though, when she belts it out, she was awesome, incredible. And had Terry, that Bonnie Raitt kind of feel a little bit. Yeah, 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 exactly, incredible. Yeah. The first time I saw Bandit from TV was the American Idol with Terry singing, and I yeah. saw you playing drums because I was a big Hero fan, and I was like, oh my gosh. He's a good drummer. Like, and, and you're all you. super talented. No, and I play the drums and I watch this. I'm like, it makes me want to go practice. Uh, like, it's awesome. one of those kind of things where you are all crazy talented. And that blew me away. It's, it's again, it's low expectations. I say that yeah. as a joke, but it's really true. It's like when people, and it's familiar. We, we don't, we have a couple of originals. We did a thing. Um, we did a Christmas song. A couple, there's a Christmas song people can look up called, uh, Christmas Crime that Scott and Nick Marzak. We have another oh. great musician, Nick Marzak, who joined the band. But now, you know, it's mainly all, co it's all covers. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I When you go to a party or you're at a charity event or whatever, I'm sorry. I love, you know, Kevin Bacon, one of, a friend of mine, we did Hollow Man together. Like, the Bacon Brothers are one of the only kind of legit celebrity bands out there. Besides them, I don't want to see anybody else. I want to see covers. Well, wasn't that yeah. your your CD hogging all the covers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, hogging all the I covers. That was perfect. That yeah. was just a great name because it's just banned from TV. Hogging all the covers. Yeah, and don't take it mm. so seriously. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when you hear Bob Guinea sing, you're like, "What is going on?" You go to a band you where you expect it. it to be great. It's like, "Yeah, that was a great show." You go to you guys, like, they were I, the feedback I was getting from our fans and from yeah. sponsors and everything. They were really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there you go. It's so much fun. And then I belt out, I sell songs, you know, I yeah. get up there and I do like She Caught the Katie. Like I'm a big Blues Brothers <laughs> fan. Yeah. And I'll do, um, I did Bad Bad Leroy Brown, yep. I do now. And, you know, it's just yeah. like that kind of fun yeah. kind of stuff. We try and stay contemporary. Like that's the one note we get because we're all a bunch of old farts now. It's like people <laughs> are like, do you have anything in this decade? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was a little too high. I can't go that high anywhere. That's right. out of my register. Right, exactly. All right, so you mentioned a name and we're just staying on the band from TV one more second here. We talked a little bit earlier. So I had an opportunity to come up here with some friends right before you came and performed in Fullerton back in 07. Because I think you guys, Jamie had said, hey, you want to come see us play so you kind of know what you're getting so you don't have such low expectations. Maybe, I don't know. But you guys are just up there jamming and then the next thing we know about 11 p.m. or so, John Mayer walks on the stage. Tell us about how that came yeah, about. Yeah, so that was, we were just playing at this place called The Three of Hearts. I had yeah. just shot a movie called Group Sex, so the po poster's right up there, that I produced and wrote. And, mm. and uh, uh, Larry Tr with Larry Trilling, we co-wrote it together and he directed it. I love that movie. If, I don't know how people find it. You know, it's it's out there somewhere, but it's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a great. It's a romantic comedy that takes place in a sexaholic recovery group. Oh, Henry nice. Henry Winkler is the head of the group. Tom oh, Arnold. Wow. It's a really fun movie. Wow. Anyway, we shot wow. it at the Three of Clubs, and when we're there shooting, they were like, "Yeah, we have bands every so often," and that place is small. It's, it's yeah, I call it a dive bar. I mean, it's total it's dive. Small. It's a beautiful yeah. dive bar. It right? is. It is. Yeah. And they have a tiny little stage. And I'm like, okay, so I committed. Talk about saying yes, and then months and then later, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we, and we don't really play out. We only play gigs and we play here at our own personal right great mm -hmm. studio, right? Uh, man cave or whatever. So, uh, we're playing and, uh, John Mayer, who I had met when the band was rehearsing at a rehearsal space, I went to go to the bathroom. I walked by and I see a bunch of crew guys just hanging out. 
And I'm and I walk by and one guy's like, Hey man, I love you on Heroes. I was like, Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah. I go to the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, That was Wait, John Mayer. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. yeah, because John is just a great guy. He's yeah. a total average, just normal right. person. That's so funny. Who's the most talented Amazing guitarist and musician ever? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is the beginning when he was just starting. And uh, but I was a huge John Mayer fan. And mm -hmm. I walk back and I'm like, You're John Mayer. And he's <laughs> like, You're Matt Parkman. You know, the heroes. <laughs> no, it's yeah. the apartment, yeah, exactly. Right, so we we yeah. struck up this friendship, and uh, awesome. So cut to that uh, gig, yeah. and he called and said, "Hey, I heard you're playing at this thing tonight. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to? Uh, uh, I'm going to come." And I said, "Oh my gosh, sure! I'm never thinking you would come." Yeah. So we're on stage, this tiny little stage. We're playing. James Denton's playing right. the guitar. I look over, and John is like, you know, going like this, no and then he goes, "Can I? Can I?" I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. No, I can't stay there, John. Right. <laughs> we didn't know as an audience because there weren't that, I mean, you know, 100 people or so, maybe. I don't yeah, know, in a tiny place. Yeah, we didn't know even what was happening until suddenly he's strumming and I turn to my buddy Vic. I go, that's John Mayer. Yeah. So I, no, I go, dude, that's John Mayer. It's so I didn't crazy. announce it. He just walks no. on stage and starts. Walked walked on on stage. But, but my, yeah. before I could even answer him, Jamie was taking his guitar off. Handing, handing it to him. That's right. I remember because that. This is a dream. Oh, yeah. And he plays with us. He played like two or three songs and then gets off. And, you know, we finished and we and I sat there with him. And I, he's just one of those guys, man. Yeah. Huh. So know? I noticed a segue then from that, if you don't mind. Yeah. You mentioned earlier epilepsy and your son, Jake. We'll talk about that if you'd like. But yeah. John Mayer, I was on your website recently on the talkaboutit.org. And John's on there. What's is his tie to that simply you and your support of your oh, family? Yeah. Is, okay. John is yeah. like, anytime you need me, whatever you need, awesome. he's made phone calls for me. He's mm. done every time I ask him to either, you know, um, if he's in town or whatever. And I, I got to say, everybody, there's so many people affected by epilepsy. It's, right. mm. um, it's one of, if not the top uh, neurological disorder yeah. besides migraine headaches. One in 26, headaches. I think the number wow. One in 26 people have seizures or will have a seizure in their life. Uh, Three million people in the United States are dealing yeah. with this. Um, wow. They just came out, talk about baseball, that terrible that little girl that got hit in the head right with oh. a foul ball she's now got permanent brain damage she's suffering from seizures she's medicated hopefully she'll get her seizures oh, under yeah. control it's but you know that's head trauma my son was just a perfectly normal you know mm. kid and something in his brain uh he started having seizures when he was seven he's 23 now yeah doing great he's under control yeah. he's he's got this little uh, thing called a vns a stimulator which okay. uh stimulates his vagal nerve whatever medication Diet, exercise, gets, takes a nap. He really is aware of his body and mm. great, great uh, doctors and stuff. So, awesome. you know, it's this has been our cause. And right. reali I realized many, many years ago that um, there's a stigma attached. It's scary to see someone have a seizure. Sure, so yeah. People don't know how to react. They don't know how to react. And because of that, you know, there's not um, a celebrity. There wasn't a celebrity attached or a face that you could go, oh, yeah, that's like mm. Michael J. Fox does for his. Mm -hmm. right. So I said, as a caregiver, I'm going to do this. And I've made it my thing. And yeah. I've worked hand in hand with the Epilepsy Foundation and um, Phil Gatone and Ken uh, Lowenberg at the foundation. We started talkaboutit.org. Mm -hmm. And its sole mission is to inform and remove the stigma. So mm. every celebrity in the world is on there. Yeah, it's incredible. We do. A, I just uh, thought of John because we talked about him earlier. But yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot. But of I mean, everybody's on there. Yeah. Like he comes on, and he's like, "Hi, I'm John Mayer. Talk <laughs> about it." Yeah. And he goes, "That just makes me sound like you want me to talk about John Mayer." It's really funny. <laughs> That's and, funny. You know, these. It's funny when you're in it, when you're dealing with something, yeah. autism, epilepsy, cancer, whatever, MS, whatever it could be, MS. Yeah. You really don't want this reaction. Mm. it's the worst thing you could ever hear. I can't stand it. Or how do you do it? 
Yeah. How do you mm. do it? Yeah. Like, am I supposed to do? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, ter- it's like, or in some cases like MS or cancer, sometimes, Oh, you don't look sick. You yes. know, cause sometimes it's an epilepsy. Well, you epilepsy don't know, but you don't know until, until the seizure. seizure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and that's the other thing. Someone's like, well, it looks great. I'm right. like, well, how is it supposed to look? <laughs> yeah. What am I supposed <laughs> I mean, to look like, like right? Yeah. yeah so I put a, a sandwich board on or what? Right. Yeah, and yeah. so it's, that's tough, but it's, it's uh, because of that. Like when you, when you are dealing with a condition or a disease or something, it becomes your normal. Right. And, so when you think about that, you don't want somebody commenting on your normal like it's mm. some weird thing. And you don't want somebody like lightly stepping like on eggshells around Treat it. Treat me right. like a human being. Treat me like a human being. And I see somebody, um, we, I, we just went up for a checkup, and there's this woman, and she was on this like, you know, if you hurt, hurt your leg, you can now, oh, it was like a scooter. scooter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. And I was like, yeah. that's cool. And yeah, she that just happened with our, like, my sister yeah, no. as well with the ankle thing. <laughs> yeah. She was on the little scooter. But this woman was yeah. like, it's not cool. It's not cool. And I go, you look cool. It looks pretty I'm cool. I'm just saying, you look cool. Instead yeah. of, oh, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just say it, that's awesome. Yes, because that's great that you no- can still get around. Yeah. And and that normally when someone has something like that, it's temporary. It's for yeah. some yeah. but but still, that's the compassion and the side that my other two boys have, have really um, come to just through osmosis and through our lives. That compassion of an understanding mm-hmm. where just it's a normal thing. So if you see someone in a wheelchair, go, why are you in a chair? What what's yeah. going on? Hmm. If you if you want to, you know, if you're in an yeah. elevator or whatever. And I've I've been really it's the thing I'm most proud of is the removing of the stigma and people say, Man, I feel like I'm not alone. Because hmm. it's very, very hmm. isolating and lonely. And when Jake started having seizures, we didn't have anyone to turn to. We didn't know where to go. And the Epilepsy Foundation, believe it or not, you know, you think of these institutions and these big yeah. organizations, and you're like, they couldn't. They don't understand what I'm going through. Yeah. Give them a chance. Well, there are people out there yeah. who want to help. You know? So let me ask you a question that you may not have been asked from this process, and maybe you have, but because we focus so much on people and relationships in this podcast. It's a really good vodka, talking. by the way. Uh, yeah, hey, you know what? Good. I got a good, hey, well, you're, I got a good bartender behind, this, behind <laughs> the bar here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people watching and listening, we're all going through trials. We all have challenges and, and tribulations that we go through. So I'm going to ask you a question. How has your family been blessed by your son having epilepsy? Well, it's a great question. Um, and it's never phrased that way, which mm. is really Right, I didn't think it would be. That's why I wanted to ask it that yeah, way. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, I think we've become closer and stronger and better people because of it. Mm. And we've learned from Jake. Um, yeah. Jake's done some things that, you know, um, it, it, it just blows me away. I, I, and I'm a very outgoing person. I'm a... Um, no apologies person. Somebody opens the door, I'm going to walk right through it. Somebody yeah. says something rude, they're going to hear a rude comment back. Yeah. I don't care. I sure. just really don't no, care. If they show you the door, you're going to push it open. You're not going to wait until they no, open it. Yeah. No, no, not at all. And because of the way he lives his life, yeah. you know, you have to be cautious, you know, mm-hmm. riding a bike, swimming, uh, you, you driving. Know, driving. You don't stand and, and hang out on a set of uh, cement stairs. We've learned that lesson. Hmm. Oh, wow. We almost lost way. Jake. He had a seizure hit his head at school, wow. had internal bleeding we didn't know. And oh. I mean, honestly, it was like a, a total emergency. Had to have another, he's had two brain surgeries, one that we chose to get the spot that had the epilepsy, you know, that had mm-hmm. was, was seizing. And then this was just because they had to relieve the blood. It was like wow. that kind of stuff you learn along the way. But anyway, yeah. I'm talking about like life lessons and everything. Right. One of the most important things, which is really interesting, is time management. And mm-hmm. uh, I learned when I was a kid, and I never thought I would ever think about this, right? Um, but when I was a kid, my parents used to do a thing called special time. 
And they would, there were three of us, my brother, my sister, I was, I'm in the middle. Okay. And my parents would go, okay, so tonight is Greg's special time. What do you want to do? And mm. every time it was McDonald's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Big bowling. Mac, baby. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like it costs extra money. Yeah. It was actually, uh, for my parents, I'm sure it was like a relief. It was like special time means cheap night out. Yeah, <laughs> you know? He gets it. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. we never went to fancy restaurants anyway, but it's always like, you know, special occasions. This was a special occasion, but in a kid's mind, it was just that time alone with mom and dad. Yeah. yeah. When you have a child who has special needs, the time you spend like for overnight EEGs, right? Or sleep deprived mm, EEGs, you have to do yeah. a thing called a sleep deprived EEG. Mm -hmm, yeah. So the only way to see seizures is to put- Just to create them. Create them and put the patient in the situation that would cause them right. or they would be more susceptible. So lack of sleep is one of those things. Huh. So you have to keep your kid up all night long. You look like the worst you're parent. You're staying up all night long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you go to a 24-hour diner and you're sitting there with your, uh, you know, eight-year-old. Oh my god! At four Bags in the morning. The and, yeah, people yeah. are looking at you like, "Hey, you're the worst dad on the planet. Get your <laughs> wow. kid home." Exactly. But you have to do it. You yeah. have to do it. So, uh, we just recently did one, and it's even at 23, mm. uh, it's tough to, you know. So we watched. You know, it was either Roots or, you know, like, what are we going to watch? Yeah, that's everything that's movie. been on in the middle of the night. You've yeah, probably so bought a lot of stuff off of TV, too, that's, you know, right. they're selling to the people who can't sleep at 3 a.m. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. thank God. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if I buy another chamois, yeah. yeah. jam wow. Jam wow. How many, yeah, yeah. How exactly. many brooms My do I need, pillow. right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, but we, we kept him up. We watched <laughs> Endgame, you know, and we took, yeah. we took shifts because I had to sleep. And then I get up. And I took him, you know, to the doc. Whatever. I'm just saying, yeah. it's one of those things where you go. I was now with my son for 24 hours by his mm. side. Then I spent an overnight back then, overnight mm. in the hospital with him. Mm. And we get home, and his brother says to me, "I wish I had epilepsy." And I'm like, "Whoa, it's that T-I-M-E." And so that crushes you across the jaw, yeah. and you realize, "I thought I was doing everything right. I'm doing something yeah. wrong." Yeah. And my wife and I. We were like, okay, and where did I turn? I turned to what my parents did back mm -hmm. then. I was like, special time. time. Special time, like, little dates. So now I've got to give special time to Sam and to Ben, mm -hmm. the other brothers. Mm -hmm. Right. Then you need special time for you and your wife. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, like, yeah. Relationships break up because right. all your time is consumed mm -hmm. by, you know, taking care of the most important what thing. What we focus on grows and what we don't dies. Yes. But you, you go, you, what you do is, though, you assume that you're spending time together. You just forget. Because yeah, we're at the hospital together. This is time. Yeah. 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 I've been intimate. We've been into, right? No, we, <laughs> wait a minute. No, we haven't. I haven't, we haven't kissed. We haven't held hands. Yeah, we yeah. haven't, like all of that stuff. You just, time flies by because you're dealing with all this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, then the kid or the child or the spouse or the brother, sister, whatever, that you, that's not special time. That's the worst exactly. time in the hospital. So you've got it. So we started making special time with everybody mm -hmm. and we'd go, okay, Ben, we're going out. And that was really hard because you got a child that you need to care for at home, but you have a you know, right. relative. We had friend, uh, yeah. family that could. So anyway, that's one of the things, the most important thing that I learned um, is just that balance. And it's sure. a lot of work. And, it, and there seems to be no light at the end of that tunnel. Like you just, when you're going through it, you just mm -hmm. say, I don't, I don't know why we've been blessed with this. I'll put mm -hmm. that in quotes. Yeah, there okay. you yeah. go. Yeah. Right. Why have we been blessed I with this? I thought for a moment about using that word, but I thought that would yeah. resonate because, you know, there are no. certainly things that we learn from our trials, it's, obviously. It's absolutely appropriate because now, you know, coming out the other side, you never really, you know, Jake's under control, but I don't even like to talk about it. I literally would knock on wood. I, because every time I talk about it, jinxes it. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, really exactly. Yeah. Ask anybody who's got a condition that could be set off, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, even autism was like, oh, how, how, how's he doing? And you're like, is he moody? Is it that? It's like, oh, everything's great. Like, you don't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then tonight, so well. guess what you're yeah. going to see, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, absolutely. So, but it's a great question, yeah. So you yeah. said balance. How did you balance all of, not just that, not just the balance of a, a child who has epilepsy and then having to be, have balance with your wife and your other kids and so forth. But you do say yes a lot. Obviously, we're here today. Yeah. Um, you've been in a lot of movies. Your IMDb is a, is a very long list of movies. Um, so I'm guessing that you've been away a lot, obviously. You said that Star Wars, you just filmed in London. Yeah. Hmm. I Well, I have to say, though, I was very, very lucky for a very long time. Hmm. Um, when the kids were really young, I, you know, I didn't let my career dictate my family mm-hmm. or my relationship. I didn't say, people do that. And I think that's a mistake. Yeah. You know, they'll say, oh, I can't get serious with somebody until my career is set. Oh, like, sure. No, I got to tell you something, man. You wait till you're ready for anything. You're not going to do anything. Right. And, and those milestones, those moments, they will then, um, when you put out that into the world, like I am ready for mm-hmm. the next step in my career. Mm-hmm. Because you have to. Yeah. When you... Get married, suddenly now there's like this weird thing. It's not like you're sitting down going, okay, I'm going to do those things I didn't do because now I'm married. No, but these opportunities come. Right. Babies bring tremendous opportunities. <laughs> they do. I don't care if you're fa- if you're in entertainment. Opportunities or again? Opportunities. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, but they really yeah. do. Like, what do you mean by that? I mean yeah. that, like, I was waiting. You know, my wife and I were like, can we go to the supermarket today? And it's like, let's check the mailbox. I- I'm serious. It was like that. We were living mm. in an apartment, and I'm like. The residuals, because I was doing commercials. Yeah. I used to do a ton of commercials. Right. And before I was on, on a you know, series or whatever, mm-hmm. guest starring even. Mm-hmm. And we would just be waiting for those residuals to come in. And if a residual check came in, I'm like, oh, we go to the market. We go to the store. And wow. it's just the two of us. Yeah. We go to mar- and then, then you have a baby, and suddenly it's like, oh, I don't know if the world takes you more seriously. Yeah, right. This guy's a kid, he's got to feed. Yeah. yeah, but you take yeah. yourself more seriously. Yeah. Anyway, I just tell people, you know, d- don't let that stop you. Yeah. Don't Don't say... All right, when I'm on a, when I'm as an actor, I talk to a lot of actors. I'm like, yeah. when I become a series regular, that's when I'll I'll get the ring and I'll commit. Yeah. It's like, mm. no, dude, do what you want to do in your life. Yeah. The career will follow. Everything else will will follow as long as you're hustling, right? And focused, you know, right. those sure. those two things. But you know, I, I did. We mentioned, um, you know, where I was the crazy painted fan. Yeah, a gold member, gold yeah. member. Yeah, <laughs> Austin Powers. I that came because I did a, a, a commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, series of commercials and it was I was a Buffalo Bills fan <laughs> and I was actually on the Tonight Show for this and my body was painted and I had a guy who played my dad and a guy who played my grandpa and we're all painted <laughs> and and the end of the spot was mom doesn't make it out to the games I don't know why <laughs> can't imagine yeah, right. yeah. it was for uh, Pepto-Bismol I think or it, and it was oh and God. it ran That's forever awesome. it. it was like a famous commercial yeah. so much so that Jay Leno did a Super Bowl thing and he had us up in the stands up in the the audience yeah. and, he, and he was like the referee calls like he's like he's like you know it's always interesting. I watch, I watch these games, and I'm like, I don't understand these, 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 exactly. you know, these every sign and everything. It's like a whole other language to me. And he's talking, and then all of a sudden, we stand up in the crowd. We're like, yeah! And we got our bodies painted. Perfect. So, like, that's awesome. Do man. that. That's awesome. And it's so famous that then, like, Jay Roach and, and Mike Myers and those guys are like, okay, you know, in Austin Powers, there was that series of things. And right. if you look We're, back, by the way, Masioka. series is so funny. It's so funny. Right. Yeah. Masioka from Heroes. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's right before me right. or after me. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, and we we spell Titans, we spell tits, and then Titans. And then, and then, and then, yeah, right. It's like, yep. come on, man. Yeah. And my brother is actually in that with me, Brad, who's a, oh, he's really? a really funny, really good actor too. Yeah. And he he's so he's <laughs> you know, and that was one of those where I think he went out for the role to be one of the guys, and then they realized, wait a minute, Greg. Oh wait, he did the commercial. So we all got it and did it together. But that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, that's so funny. So, talk about not saying no. I don't say no to anything. And I, I, early in my career, most things were shot in Los Angeles. I just got mm. very, very lucky. The things that I got, mm-hmm. you know, Felicity. Mm-hmm, I mean, right. no, it's J.J. Abrams is my dearest, yeah. oldest friend. Yeah. And talk about working with people that you want to work with again. I mean, the first thing we ever shot together, we did when, I, when we were nine or ten. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we've known each other since we were five. And, right. um, and so anyway, it's progressed where, you know, uh, that was shot here um yeah alias i went straight from felicity to alias i was on both those shows at the same time mm. the last year of alias was the last year of felicity oh, was the first year of alias. and then oh. i left the nest uh and did heroes after that right i did i was the pilot on lost mm. and then star trek and star wars and i mean jj has been but all that stuff everybody said man it's great to have a friend like that it's like you have no idea. That stuff is so unimportant. You got impr- to you got to impress the director the first time, like you said. JJ's yeah, not bringing I'm, you back. Well, yeah, he's yeah. not going to put somebody that's not talented. No, in no, no. Spot. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, none of this stuff matters to me at all. Oh, You're gotcha. Right. I'm talking about your sitting. Your son is in uh, in surgery. Yeah. Who do you call? That's what JJ that's, is to yeah. me. And so, I just want to be around him. Right. He wants yeah. to be around me. I mean, he's. Look, none of that stuff would be successful. <laughs> was it yeah. for me? <laughs> <laughs> you are. Well, I mean, you're the I lucky mean, Star charm. Wars. Who cares about yeah, Star exactly. Wars? Come on, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your so the, the pre stardom, if you will, for JJ and for you? But the, that childhood growing up, the two of you, you met each other in kindergarten. Yeah. You best friends to this day, X number of years later. Yeah. What was childhood like with the two of you? The, the fun stories about the two of you or just growing up stuff? That I mean, I, you know, there are kids that are sort of, uh, they, they're into their thing and they're into their thing. We were both into creativity, just being mm. creative. And he was really into um, practical effects and creatures mm. and filmmaking and so you need something to shoot. And mm-hmm. I was really into goofing off and making people react. You were like, he could put a camera on and yeah. something would happen. And so that's what we did. And yeah. so I would go over to his house and he'd be like, all right, so let's do that. We'd watch a commercial and we go, let's do a funny spoof of that commercial. And we did that. And then we, oh, let's, you know, and this was mainly, it came from his mind, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I was the actor in it. <laughs> and that's how I remember all of it. I mean, I'm sure I was there going, no, let's, you know, we were just having a good time. You know, I remember that, Pitchback game when you're yeah. oh yeah throw the ball throw and it, it, bounce, it, it bounces yeah. back right still have it to this day yeah well we we did a, a spoof where the pitchback was possessed so you <laughs> oh throw the ball and it would come it back at like oh. 200 miles an hour <laughs> take your take your head off or whatever nice. um, I remember when I the time that I really knew that JJ back then it just absolutely blew me away I was like whoa there's something was. We shot that he shot this thing where I am I'm I'm sleeping I wake up I think I'm like eleven or twelve, mm-hmm. and he's shooting and this is all just a couple of shots you will so appreciate this. He shoots me. I'm I, it was shot in his bedroom in his bathroom. Right. Yeah. I get out of bed. I walk to the sink. I go. I bend down. I start washing my face, and I get stabbed in the back, and I'm bleeding and there's blood everywhere and I fall. No crew, no nothing. We're 12, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> nice. There's a mirror. Yeah. Right. There's a knife. He's shooting. There's no one else. So oh JJ's shooting, avoiding the, the, the reflection, 
stabbing me and squirting blood, <laughs> and I'm I was, and it's seamless. And you go, the camera's not moving. It's not like you edited That's a bunch crazy. Of times just, no, I mean wow. there are great edits and great shots and stuff, but I, I I just remember back then going. Uh, okay. And also, he had we did this thing with this doll that was possessed, like a Chucky kind of a doll, but it was across the room, and then it just, just flew across flying. the room and attacked, and you're like, how in the world, at that age, and do you And that's pre-digital. Like, that's... Yeah. No that's, digital? That's we did shot, a little like stuff. You, you super 8 stuff. Shot. Shot. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah, Super 8. Yeah. You're right. crazy. I know. Yeah. I remember, so, J.J. Uh, Abrams, Matt Reeves, who was mm. a brilliant filmmaker, these were all our friends growing up. Uh, Mark Sanderson is a great writer. Mm. But Matt and JJ got plucked. They were in this thing, Gerard Ravel. It was public access, and it was mm. uh, highlighting kids that are filmmakers, you know, mm -hmm. young, young kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so they were showcasing Matt and JJ and and uh, um, Mark and Kathy Kennedy, who worked with Spielberg oh, and everything. Yeah. You know, she's Amblin and, and everything. Right. She sees this, and she then, Steven Spielberg had all of his Super 8 movies when he was a kid, yeah. and they were all deteriorating. <laughs> So she saw this, and she said, and Spiel, and Steven Spielberg said, I want to say Steven, but I, and I've met him a few times, but yeah. I don't know him. Steve, like, Mr. Yeah, Spielberg. Yeah. But he's, I mean, from the relationship he and JJ now have, I know, and, and uh, I've met him a few times, just a wonderful, wonderful guy. Yeah. He was smart enough to say, no, I don't want a professional like film house to fix these. I want these kids who are w working with this material yeah. every day. Whoa. Gave, so Kathy calls and says, I want, Steven wants to give you this, and want, you want to fix the splices and fix them. So I remember sitting in JJ's room and he and Matt are on the floor and they're splicing together and they're cutting out stuff that's, you know, broken and, no way. and dusty. Yeah. And I'm like, that's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Like we didn't even watch. I don't remember watching any of them. Yeah. You're but watching I remember, the process more than. Yeah. yeah. And then I've wow. told, I've told you guys, you know, off camera, or whatever. I steal stuff. I like, <laughs> love, look around, <laughs> look around my man cave here. I mean, every opportunity right. I get, I'll take something from a shoot and it's turned into a great thing because it's not a I car can, lot out there. Yeah, the car <laughs> lot, the cars. I mean, I honestly, I'll tell you some car stuff that yeah. from projects that I've been. I love it, and yeah. I'll buy not steal. I buy stuff if I can yeah. or whatever, but I'll steal stuff too. Anyway, back then, even back then, I'm ten. Going, can I? Because they're throwing away a couple of, uh, and you're like, give me splices. that, yeah. give me yes. that strip, right. a little piece funny. that says this was Steven Spielberg's, yeah, student, you know, kid stuff. Yeah, no, JJ and Matt were like, nope. Nope. Everything's going. Back. They yeah. didn't take one thing. They, I mean, they were so respectful, and they, I know, obviously, we're all we all were. But I just remember just sitting there going, "This is this is our dream director. This yeah. guy, yeah, he creates our create creative minds. He he's molding us yeah. as people. Yeah. You know, he's he's the legend. Yeah, and they're working on his stuff. And now JJ and, and Stephen have worked that's together. That's crazy. JJ, you know, at the premiere of the Rise of Skywalker, mm -hmm. he called out Stephen and he was like, "I just want to thank." You know mm -hmm. Steven Spielberg for his friendship and for what he did because they show each other the movie and I you know yeah. they'll show me stuff and I sit there and I'm just I, I mean but they're looking moments. at it through a set of eyes that only those two guys can look through as yeah well but the problem is that that's so inside baseball it's, it's so, secretive right right no I'm saying it's it's you're so in the forest you don't see you don't see uh, normal yeah. normal right you know mm. it's like I'm in the movie or I'm you know this close I'm friends with JJ. There have been times when I'm sitting there. There was one time, especially where I, Mission Impossible, I'm sitting in the in the editing room, and it's me and JJ and Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, like, yeah. What? No I'm yeah. such a huge fan. Right. We work together, but still. And the movie ends, and they go, "Okay, what do you think?" And I've taken notes, and I think one of the things that I think JJ appreciates. I think Tom should do this differently. You're probably saying, right? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no. And that's what that. I'll say. Of wow. course. 
Like, why do they want me to go, great, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, man. Yeah. Yes, man. Yeah. Yes, I mean, the movie me. that I remember, like, it was the first time I ever saw, and I told him this. I said, I did not see Tom Cruise. Like, hmm. you made me not see Tom Cruise in this movie. And he, I remember appreciating that so much because he, he I really thought that Ethan, Ethan this character, right. was yeah. going to die. He really uh, made me believe this is the end. And it's hard to do. In a movie like that or Bond, you're like, he's never going to die. This was like JJ and and Is this where the franchise ends, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Tom gave JJ his break. JJ mm. had not directed a major motion picture really? before Mission Impossible. Yeah. He, awesome. he fought for him and and gave him that. I mean, I really I don't think JJ would would uh, he would say the same thing. Yeah. You know, he Tom Cruise has such a vision. He's so brilliant and mm-hmm. creative and I think he just said, "No, this is this is our guy." This is and went guy, to yeah. bat for him and obviously he yeah. Wrong. He must have seen the bathroom video of the 29th. <laughs> like, That's my guy. Yeah, that's, that's, he was 12, that's the guy exactly. I want directing me. That's so right. you've met so many people. Yeah. Is there still people that you're like starstruck by? Uh, athletes. I, yeah. I knew you were going to go there. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that the yeah, other day. Yeah. Yeah. Entertainers want to be athletes and athletes want to be entertainers. Yeah, but no disrespect to actors. I, I'm not saying anybody can do it. I, look, I just worked with Al Pacino. That was a moment that I was like, yeah, that's got to be. Uh, Paterno. Oh, Paterno. Wow. Yeah, I played right. Scott Paterno, and, yeah. and he played uh, yeah. Paterno. And yeah. that, to me, was like you know hanging out in the house for four weeks, hmm. shooting all those scenes with Al Pacino. And the other actors were incredible, too. But, but it's Al Pacino. We, yeah, we were yeah. all like that. And, of course, a guy like Al Pacino, he's just, Al's just prepared. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and it's like, I, as soon as the barrier is broken, which it's very early, he's hmm. just like, no, you have to be able to, like, if I'm doing a scene with you, I have to be able to turn around, fall back, and you catch me. Mm-hmm. And if and I don't care if you're the Al Pacino or you're the one line in the thing. We're working together. Yeah, you yeah know? you're a team. And he makes that he makes you feel that way. Barry Levinson directing. I was so mm-hmm. intimidated. And after the first half a day, I was laying into Al. You know, I was wow. Like, yeah. What did he say? He said something. Um, oh, he said because I was wearing a fat suit. Okay. Uh, I'm still wearing it. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was but say, I was yeah. wearing this huge <laughs> fat suit. Like you look at the movie and you go, oh my. God, it's it was great. It was like transformative, really awesome. You know, my walk and everything. And because Scott Paterno, who's now a friend of mine, a very he's heavy not guy. A tiny guy yeah. yeah, he's lost a lot of weight, but back yeah. when we were doing mm-hmm. that yeah, when you're shooting time. that era. And um uh so Al says he's like, he's like, Hey, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, he pulls me off to the side, he goes, After this you might want to consider losing some weight. And he was, <laughs> and he was serious. <laughs> oh, he didn't know. He knew I mean or, could not have known because we, we hung out right. we, we had a couple of days where we were reading yeah. over the script and but he I guess did, anyway I was like yeah and Al you should get a nose job and he goes <laughs> nice. no you didn't and he goes this is not my nose this is a fake nose I'm like dude and he goes no way comes up to me feeling me I mean it's great like dream yeah and that's then hilarious. guys like that I I always think ah they're gonna forget me or whatever the, mm-hmm. all, the best ones never do Tom yeah. Hanks hmm. any of the people I've worked with they all they're just and maybe it's me maybe it's like oh I'm easy to remember or something but at the premiere, which was months and months later, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, HBO put this great premiere on, and I was there with my kids, and, and Al was like, Greg, there he is! Wow. Scott I mean, just went up a little with the oh, kids, and your wife's yeah, like, yeah, you know. Hey, exactly. Yeah. My son's like, it's Scarface. Dude, Scarface <laughs> just called you Greg. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's yeah. those, those moments. So I've yeah. met a lot of people. I learned, uh, so I started, um, not even in this business, I started um, 
and I mean not as an actor, I was a Joel Silver's driver. So I was a driver, okay. literally a wow. personal driver for one of the most successful producers. In so you're the around the industry, but not in it. Yeah, but I found myself in this car, in this SUV, driving. One, it was one night that I picked up, and this, these people were in and out of the car all the time, meeting mm-hmm. with Joel was one of the biggest producers, still right. is. Mm-hmm. And I had, I remember, and I'm going to get this wrong, but it's almost <laughs> exactly. Uh, Madonna, uh, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, uh, Demi Moore, Bruce Willis, um, who else? Cindy Crawford, all in the car together. It was after an award show. Wow. And they all got in the car, and Madonna played her new video. And so I had to make sure that the sound system and the video, it was like back then, you know, and it's state of the art, and she was going to show it to everybody. I think that's what it was. It was either that. But anyway, I had all those people in the same car at the same time, and I'm driving on Mulholland. Oh and my of course, gosh. No one knows I want to be an aspiring actor. Or so social like, media when you need it, right? Yeah, yeah. or, or where <laughs> I could just drive off that cliff and give myself a hell of a lot there more opportunity go. in That's Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Um, all of them, they were all, you know, in very various degrees, but all of them just normal people. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, so I learned, not that I, I grew up in LA, so there's always celebrities sure. around, but I mean, you just learn. These are all normal people, and right. they hustle and they focus and they do, they do what they do and they get better every time. I mean, you look at all of those. People, yeah. I mean, Stallone. I don't. I don't know. I haven't really seen it. I love Stallone. So yeah. Like, but he, you know, we've all done our share of like things that are. Oh, they keep just getting better, and they hone yeah. their craft and whatever. So, I learned back then. Yeah, don't yeah. be intimidated. But athletes, yeah. like actors, you can become a great actor. An athlete, it's it a God given thing. You're born mm, with it. Yeah, you know? it starts and at I, five or earlier. Yeah. yeah. So when I meet, you know, someone. Um, you know, Luis Gonzalez, we were talking about, yeah. or Ron mm-hmm. Say, or, or any of these guys that I've been fortunate enough to, to befriend and meet. It just blows me away. I'm, yeah. I just feel so lucky to be around them. And then, you know, baseball players, you'll, you'll test to this. Right. This is the weirdest thing. Baseball players have the worst uh, uh, ability. They, they just cannot make eye contact. And it's because... You watch an interview, they're looking around. Yeah, you know why? Looking, yeah. Because they're used to standing on the sidelines. They're all facing the field. And they're having like a really intimate conversation. Yeah, you know, it's like with the guy next to him over here. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, yeah. well, she'll, she's going to get better, and the hip's going to get fixed. Like, <laughs> Dude, this is a conversation you and I should be yeah, locked in yeah. my eyes. Yeah, locked. Right. They're so used to having a, a really, a, you know, great conversation just looking out. It's so funny. That's it's yeah, one of the funny. weirdest things, but, um, but all of them, uh, you know, athletes, they just they blow me away. I just. Yeah. Um, that Star Wars night at uh, the Kings. At the game. Kings saw that. that. Yeah. yeah. So I was saw like, you in your jersey there. Out yeah, on the they ice. made me a Snap cool. Wexley jersey and whatever. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with Luke Robitaille, who is a hero Whoa, of yeah, mine. Absolutely. I mean, I grew up with the Kings yeah. when I was when he was playing Robitaille. Heck yeah, the yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. And now he's like the head of the Kings, one of the right. heads of right. the organization. So anyway, that kind of thing. It's just I'm still like, yeah. you know, but um, you know, I don't get nervous a lot. But, yeah. Um, those you know when I work with incredible Harrison Ford and then like working mm. with oh yeah Carrie Fisher those people just it's after ten minutes and I've learned yeah just be yourself yeah you know what I mean so it's on them you've obviously been led by mentored by instructed by dozens of people that we've just talked about today yeah when you go back to Greg at sixteen who's your mentor what are you learning at that point I know JJ and you were close and certainly my the admiration father. for your friend Tell no us about my your dad. dad yeah my dad. Um, is he's the best he's like one of the best sales salesmen i've ever met he's you know he's it's interesting like you look at someone like me and you go oh he's a real people pleaser like i really i i care about people right i'm compassionate jj's incredibly compassionate you know and i i 
I'm a people pleaser only because I, only that I want people to be happy. You want yeah. people to be pleased. Yes. I don't <laughs> yeah. care what people think of me. Yeah. I really yeah. don't. Cause I know I'm a good person. I try to be at least. And, yeah. but, um, back in the, you know, you pick that up from your parents. My mm. dad just, he always took a chance on himself mm. and to a fault. Sometimes, you know, he would start a business. He was one of the first people to get into the solar energy business. It oh, was wow. in the clothing business. Like we call it the schmata business. It's like yeah. the roller coaster ride of the clothing business is yeah. highs that can be really good. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I sold, you know, over 10,000 jeans to this department store. Mm-hmm. They're sending them back. Like right. it's, it's a weird business. Yeah. It's yeah. like sort of like a restaurant industry to a certain extent where it's just peaks and valleys. Yes. And you can't predict when the peak or valley is going to yeah. come. I mean, you pour yeah. your heart and millions of dollars into a restaurant location. And you're only as good as the last omelet you put on the table. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are one you bad talking? omelet and no one's coming because everybody's talking <laughs> yeah. about yes. it. Yes, it's like and and it's like that in especially mm-hmm. well, it's like that everywhere. Yeah. you know, and you, you get one chance, and now yeah. with Yelp, one bad movie. Oh man, yeah, yeah. one bad review, one oh, bad movie. Yeah, movies though, even like I've been in a couple stinkers, and you go, well, it's not on me, or even mm-hmm. something that you know, I have a new movie that we're just finishing, two, a couple of them, but one one is called uh, Max Reload and the Nut. Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. <laughs> so I have a, a new movie that I am uh, I produce and uh, star in called Max Reload and the Nether Blasters, and it's all it's like a flashback to '80s arcade games and yeah, console it's an old games. arcade game. Mm. Yeah, and it's no, it, it, this it's made up, but it's oh, it it's, sounds familiar to me. So okay, it's it's a, a it's like the character who curses the world a ColecoVision game and the cartridge was lost forever because of this and some kid oh, wow. finds it and plays it and unleashes these, this evil on the world oh, wow. I created the game back in the day so my son Jake uh, plays me in this montage How of fun. like awesome. you know where where my head got swollen and I was driving a DeLorean and I, and I had girls <laughs> on my arms whatever. back in the day you know it's like yeah. that's why it fell apart and uh, um Joe Reitman plays my partner back in the and and, oh. and Kevin Bacon, uh, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Smith is in the movie. Mm. Um, uh, there's a bunch of really great people in the movie, yeah. so I'm excited about that. And and you know that's a little movie, and I, and yeah. I, I I'm trying to remember where I'm going with this, but like that's a little film that I just absolutely passionate about sure. and love. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, new well, you talk about movie stuff. reviews, like so yeah. one bad movie review, he says, and yeah. you're like, well, not yeah, necessarily, not necessarily, but because you you that's don't, not going to make or break you on that as one an actor. Of I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, in Hollywood, it is the same as a restaurant, though. It's like, oh, his last thing was, eh. Yeah. Or he's not really in touch with what's yeah. happening out huh. there until you are. Right. And then suddenly everybody copies you. Come back. Yeah. 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 So, so what's your all-time favorite movie that you that you weren't in? That I oh, wasn't, wasn't in. in. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good question. Wow. All-time great movie that I wasn't in. I Deserted mean, Island, you're taking this movie with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say, I mean, clearly I shouldn't be a pilot in any movie. Or a <laughs> yeah, they all crash. Crash and Lost. Yeah, Crash and Lost, Crash and... But in, Wars, in yeah. uh, The Force Awakens, you didn't crash. I didn't fact crash in The Force Awakens, but uh, yeah, but I, you know, I went down pretty hard yeah, and, you, and uh, <laughs> you know, The Rise of Skywalker... <laughs> But I was a good driver in Star in Starsborn, so that, you know that there you I, go. Can, I can get in front. And you're of a, a driver vehicle. before you're in the industry too, Madonna. That's right. And all these other people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, I just look at movies that I'm just jealous of, like big um, uh-huh. a movie like that. Um, you know, it's all Tom Hanks um, yeah. or Gump. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Just man. classics. Classics that, like, I, how, how Simple do you not classics. get inspired by right. Forrest Gump? Oh yeah. yeah. You know, 100%. and we're, we quote it every day, chocolates and, you know, life is, you know, all, oh, all everybody of quotes that movie constantly. At the end of the year. So we, you know, for New Year's, we went out to dinner and we're sitting in a restaurant and uh, it was just so great. 
all my boys, and you know, our whole family, my wife, are sitting at this table in this restaurant that we love called Local Present, and you know, and there's one at Sherman Oaks, one out by us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're at this restaurant, and we're sitting there, and, and my son was like, "Top five movies of all time." Hmm. Whoa! Like, let's wow. do that real quick. That's yeah. fun. You can't. No, it's yeah. five. Five. Of them? You have five. to pick five yeah. right now. Tell no me. Okay. I can't. I'll, no, top of your head. Just top, tell me. Top I'll tell you. What movie? And here's what, how I gauge that. Okay. What movie? If you come across it on TV. You stop and watch. You have to watch Shawshank the rest of Redemption it. every time. Boom! I I said that. Uh huh. My other one is The Untouchables. Okay, Godfather. First. That's not for me. Godfather. Although it's so good. Mm-hmm. Top five, dude. Five. Field yeah. of Dreams and Shawshank are one and two in reverse Field order for me. Field of Dreams. Yeah. I How do you not think of that? It's so good. <laughs> exactly. Sandlot. Oh Sandlot. yeah. Any base, most baseball movies. Um, Sleepless in Seattle because my wife and I—that's like our movie. So we saw that. good. We see Sleepless in Seattle the day after we get married. Talk about Tom Hanks. So we're married July third, nineteen ninety-three. Fourth of July, mid morning, we go to the movies because we're not leaving for our honeymoon for a week, and so we go and we go see Sleepless. The first scene is Tom Hanks and his wife at her funeral. We got uh, married oh, less than twenty-four hours ago. Oh, that became our movie instant right away. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you go Caddyshack. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah. Animal for, House. For me, Animal House. <laughs> then, but then you have, we're way past five now. Stripes. Yeah. Stripes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my top five become 15 in a minute. I know, minute. easy. And then, yeah. uh, you know, uh, there's just so many. So many that, like, touch you and, you know, and then there's oddballs ones that, that you go, it's not, not even a guilty pleasure. Howard the Duck. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Oh, gosh. But like movies that yeah. you say, it didn't really, like, it didn't reach everybody that same way, but, but it, it really you. reached you. you when know. in time of life and the thing that it connects with you right. at that moment, oh, right? Oh, Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah. Um, Which yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, the original. The original. Yeah. yeah. That's probably why I see Gene Wilder. Wilder. Sorry, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Gene Wilder, I mean, forget oh, yeah. about it. Um, oh, Ridiculous. And then with the other, uh, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang for me. There you go. Mm. Is, these are movies that yeah. escape. Chitty Chitty yeah. Bang Bang is the only movie that has a intermission in the movie. In the movie. In That's the movie. Right. You're watching the movie and, it got, and a picture of the flying car comes on and it goes, bum, 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 and it says intermission. That's so now awesome. you, at home, you're like, what do I, I do? So I, go, yeah, I, guess I, gotta, I gotta go get popcorn. Go <laughs> Come back. Oh, and it's still so on. Funny, I mean, and it, they yeah. run it. It's yeah. not like it goes, you know, intermission, then they go back. Yeah. So there's Crazy. a million things we could still talk about. I think it obviously, yeah, could go forever, but yeah. we're getting... Yeah. It's part one. It's yeah, part, part one. one. Part one. And the yeah. part, part one. one. I like that. A couple things I'd like to get to. There's a, a question I always ask at the end that I'll save for a couple minutes from now. What have you not done that you still would like to do? And I don't mean like an actor you want to act with unless that's where you want to go. But is there something that you've looked at? You're, we're about the same age. You're early 50s. I'm mm-hmm. a little bit later than that. Um, there's got to be something out there that you're still thinking, not that you haven't like arrived because you have, but is there some project or some, it's some my, thing well, that you've not ever done that you'd like, maybe like to try? In my career, um, it would be, there's two things in my life. Uh, I mean, family, I could not be happier with mm-hmm. every, where everybody is and everything. Just, you know, stay healthy. So if there's like a couple of things that I haven't done that I want to do, I'm very happy with my career. I, I, if I could remain the seventh or eighth on the call sheet, the rest of my life, I'd be the happiest guy. Yeah. I just want to be working with great people, and I've yeah. been very fortunate to do that. But I'm such a car nut, and there's a show called Wheeler Dealers, and Mike mm. Brewer is my hero. I've been watching it since they were in London. Now they're out here, you know, in the UK. Now they're out here. Mm-hmm. And he just sent me a, a DM. He was like, I saw you in uh, Star Wars. And we've gone awesome. back and forth a couple of times. But another guy that I'm like, ah, yeah. he goes, we yeah. should have coffee. I just, uh, he's so smart, so mm. funny, and I love cars. So I would love to open up. And I love Broncos. I have, I have Broncos. I have a, you know each generation. I have a cup. I have like my you know, I have two of the, the 
full-size Broncos. I have one from a 69 Bronco, the old classic mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And then I just love that car. So I would love to open up a place with this, my, my mechanic, Dennis. I mean, it's such a personal thing, but this is what I would love yeah. to do is yeah. open up a place where Dennis does his thing fixing up cars, but we also fix up Broncos and bring back, maybe convert them to electric, huh. a couple of yeah. them. But they're such great cars. I have one in the parking lot yeah. here that I just love that we redid. And so that is something. And then also I'd love to just, I'd love to go on tour with the guys that I'm doing the bandwidth. Yeah, um, fun. That would be that just would be such awesome. a pleasure. That'd be very popular too. But more than anything, it's just the hang. Like they're just yeah. good people. It's like athletes. Mm-hmm. They say, "What are you going to miss when it's over?" It's the time in the locker room. It's the hanging, the on the field stuff. Yeah, but it's the it's the hang time. No question. I mean, these guys, Jesse Spencer, and all these guys. You know, Bob and Scott and Brad and Chris and Barry mm-hmm. and everybody. They're Sarah. They're just they're they're the best people in the world. Right. I don't have I don't I don't have like guys. I don't play poker. I don't. Mm. Play mm-hmm. golf, except when I'm in tournaments or so, something yeah. celebrity turn. This is my thing: is yeah. playing with the band, and it's such a great outlet, and it feels good. And and if I could be doing charity work, and mm. like it's crazy that that's charity work. I mean, with the with yeah. with the new band, um, the action figures, it's not charity work. But anyway, I love people. I so anything like that. My podcasts, I love doing that. I right. love the graphic novel I have, you know, and producing. So I just keep going the way I'm going. Yeah. That's what I want to do. What's, what's next for the podcast? I know you've talked about three in particular, but the one that I listen to religiously is the Corner Stories. Yeah, so Corner Stories, um, for people that don't know, is about uh, small businesses and the struggles. And um, it's the American dream. It's the, uh, you know, it's the British dream. It's everybody's mm-hmm. dream is to um, work uh, 24 hours or 28 hours yeah. for yourself yeah. rather than eight hours for someone else right. because it doesn't become work. It's a passion. And, and mm-hmm. uh, those stories are just so compelling to me. The people are so compelling. Mm-hmm. I love the people that take chances on themselves. Oh, yeah. Podcasts are an example of that. I mean, right. I don't care how big your audience is. You always want it to be more. So it's not about that. It's about reaching people, touching people, learning stories stuff. and relationships. That's why I'm doing this. Absolutely. Why we're doing this whole thing is about the relationships that we have. Yeah. We're continuing to grow. So I've got that, and then I've got Talk About It, which is the right. epilepsy podcast. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. so many compelling people and stories and caregivers, and it, it affects so many people, like we've talked about, families and businesses and, and uh, just how it, any, any condition. And it's not something that we should hide. It's something we should talk about mm-hmm. because it, it really informs and helps other people. Yeah. So that, that, that's why it's called Talk About It. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an epilepsy driven centric podcast but at the same time i mean i just interviewed um hum fleming um ian fleming's granddaughter right she has epilepsy and her Mm. epilepsy makes it so she can't remember anything longer than six months ago wow so she's living in the last six months that's it she has relatives come up to her friends come up to her and she's like she has this blank look she's like yeah yeah. and she's how old oh she's uh she's 20 i don't know 26 27 29 that's tough yeah, beautiful uh, a PR, mo- like in the um, fashion industry, mm-hmm. like PR mm-hmm. person, whether she's on camera a little bit or whatever, comes from this. I mean, you can imagine the people that wow. she's around, yeah. the stories that yeah. she told. And so it's those kind of things where you go, wow. And it affects so many people that I don't care who you are, white, black, this, that, you know, rich, poor, whatever. Everybody's affected by this. Mm-hmm. So there's so many great stories. So right. talk about it, corner stories, and, um, you know, and then who knows uh, past that. But, the graphic novel, uh, Dream Jumper, that's another yeah. thing that I just love reading to kids and mm. going into the classrooms and that's in the Scholastic catalog and that's Scholastic really? put it out. Yeah, it's a, that's awesome. it's a hit. It's like it's it's done really well. Yeah, That started, um, I know we're running short on time, but my son Ben, when he was 12, he had a nightmare 
and he woke up and I was putting him back to sleep. And I said, what is it? And he goes, it was so real, dad, it was so real. I'm like, tell me. He goes, it was like, it wasn't my nightmare. And I said, I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, it was me, but I was, I was able to jump in and out of my friend's dreams and hmm. save them from their worst nightmares. Wow. And I was like, that's Dude, the coolest thing that, ever. Know, that's a whole new story yeah. right there. Brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. So Dream Jumper that. was born. Dream and Jumper. now we have two books. I partnered with this guy, Lucas Turnblum, who's a brilliant fantastic. illustrator yeah. and storyteller. We wrote hmm. it together. He did the artwork. If, you know, if, if people have kids of anywhere from eight to, I mean, adults love it too. So sure. we're, I'm trying to turn it into a TV series. It's that's really cool. fun. That's got legs. It's like got legs. It's really yeah, fun. The, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. So all that stuff. I just want to keep it rolling and, yeah. and drive my old cars. That's all. And then drive your old. I've cars. turned into my dad. Todd, you get, you get the second to last question if you have anything. That you second to last question. I mean, ask him. I think you talked a lot about hustle, and I'm I'm uh, curious your your journey in acting and in this in entertainment industry parallels with the entrepreneurial journey for entrepreneurs. It seems like it should. Is that accurate? Yes, but you have to focus. And I learned that JJ, actually, mm. we had a conversation about that. I, I was, I'm very into tech, right? Mm. And when the apps first hit on the app store, and I was like, what is this? Whatever. Yeah, I immediately the first on everything. Yeah. And I was one of the first to come to create a, a mobile coupon app. Yeah. That was with a, this guy, August and Rick. We saw the commercial. Yeah. We saw the, the commercial. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Going back to did JJ shoot that. that I was no, thinking was, of the Yowza commercial. Yeah. We, we shot that. We won't show, but we'll. It's yeah. pretty funny. It's yeah, hilarious. It's funny. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. That was from uh, taking a spoof from Dollar Shave, Dollar Dollar Shave, Shave yeah. Club. Yeah. yeah. That was brilliant. Um, but we, you know, I, I was like, oh, jump on this. And so I devoted two years of my life. I got a, over a million people to download it and use mm. it. And it was a mobile coupon app. You push a button, shows you all the coupons around you. You can set a wide net, a small, if you're in New York, you mm -hmm. just want one block, whatever. And it was, it felt like that was it. And I ended up selling that business. Thank God. I was like, but that's because that's not in my wheelhouse, in my, wheelhouse or in my lane. You yeah. Know? And so I, and I'm really good. If I get an idea, I want to take it all the way. Mm -hmm. TV idea, whatever. It may not work, mm -hmm. but I want at least someone to go, you know, or 10 people in the, in the industry to say, no, 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 no. And I'm like, okay, let me focus on something else. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all about that focus and the drive. So now everything that I'm trying to do is entertainment, you know, or at least staying on that. Even, you know, the podcasts to me sure. are, that's just, that's entertainment. People yeah, are absolutely. so, it's, it's interesting. It's like opportunities come, but make sure that they're organic. It's okay to mm. say no. Cause you know, that old adage, you know, one door closes, another door opens. It just, you only have certain amount of bandwidth and time. And if yeah. you're spreading yourself too thin, you're not going to be able to really focus. Like yeah. I have, I have a meeting come up. Then I have to get this, like this idea, my, Ben, yeah. My son, Ben, mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to say he's my favorite, <laughs> but he's come <laughs> up with a couple great ideas. ideas. He's had a couple of good <laughs> exactly. ideas. Yeah. Um, and he came up with an idea for a show that I, I was like, that's the most brilliant. That's awesome. And I will share it off mic yeah. with you guys. Holy crap. And I shared it with my agents. They were like, what? So Who they, came they, up with this? Yeah. yeah. So they need, we, we're going out with it soon. And it's just that kind of thing. It's like, I just want to stay in my lane, work with mm -hmm. people I love and, uh, and do this. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, have conversations yeah. with people. Yeah. You're, you're a people guy and that's obvious. And when I met you 13 years ago, that became very apparent. Yeah. Um, this is part one. We certainly will. At your wishes, we will come back and do a part oh, two. Oh, you guys this are welcome fantastic. to my bar yeah. anytime. Hey, you know what? I mean, the vodka's great. And oh, so, you're you know, going to get an invoice. Yeah. Okay, oh, don't worry. Right. There's yeah. a bar tab that no, I'm so keeping. So we really are going to do the whole you scratch my we bar. We better wrap this up quick. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Let's go. Yeah. 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 So the yeah. name of the podcast is From the Heart. Yeah. 
because ultimately the goal here that we have is to get into the heart of the people that we talk to. What you're doing is on Google. What you're doing is pretty obvious. Yeah. We can look at your IMDb as we've talked about. Um, but when you think about whether it's in your career or what you're doing now, just, just kind of on the, off the cuff, what's in your heart right now, Greg? Oh man. Um, an appreciation for people like you guys, mm. knowing people really, and, and my family and just being lucky that uh, we're healthy and happy. That's, that's in my heart. I'm, you know, I'm not, and maybe it's to the detriment of my career at times, but I, my heart is right here. It's Honestly, always been right there. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not this mysterious guy. Nobody looks at you and goes, what's Greg thinking? Yeah. Or yeah. even, <laughs> yeah, at least like there are actors, Bradley Cooper is an example, right? Bradley and I awesome did Alias actor. together. We're, he's one yeah. of my closest friends. And there was a moment when he was just like, I I'm not being used enough. I, I, and I said, dude, we both know that you are super, super talented. I said, dude, look at yourself in the mirror, man. I don't know if you're going to kill me mm -hmm. or you're going to hug me. Yeah. Or you're gonna, he's got the great, he's one of the most handsome. Poker face. Not poker face, okay. interesting face. Like okay. you go, oh. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Even in uh, like some of the comedies he's done, he brings it in such an interesting way. He's so good. I yeah. don't have that. I know my weakness. <laughs> like Silver Linings mean? Playbook. That was one of those. Silver Linings Playbook. But that's like... Beyond, like, like that's Academy Award winning. Yeah, yeah. But still, stuff. It kind of I, that's how I saw him. In yeah, but wedding sing, wedding crashers, wedding crashers, wedding yeah. crashers. You're like, is he a nice guy? Oh, he's an asshole. Right. Oh my god! Yeah. Like he's just so brilliant in that way. I am not mysterious. I am like <laughs> what I know. you see is what you get. Yes, and I'm the best friend, and that's who I. That's right. who I want to be in life. That's who I want to be in my career. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna keep keep doing it. It's that's like, how I knew I could reach out to you because that's the vibe I've gotten absolutely. from you. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it's just yeah. about schedule, you know. Yeah. And I, it's not with everybody, man. You, you have a good heart, dude. I, oh, this no is no pun intended, right? Yeah. No, you do. Yeah. I mean, you know, you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Jury's time will tell. He's good looking. See if I can get a Bronco here. We'll see. Exactly. So let's the next to part two when we get together we'll talk about all the stuff i've stolen from movies <laughs> there you go and my car obsession there we go we'll absolutely talk about that. thank well, you greg i can't awesome. thank you enough we can't thank you for your time oh, my today. pleasure a joy to just hang out with you that i've actually forgot the microphones and the cameras were here because yeah it's such good. a fun conversation so, so much fun awesome. anytime anytime awesome. Love it. thanks, thanks a lot, man yeah of course Dude, good deal.